I'm Abe Beeson, and today KNKX presents a School of Jazz studio session performance from the All-Star Ensemble from the Bellevue College Jazz Band. Their mentor today is one of Seattle's most exciting innovators, saxophonist and composer Greg Sinibaldi. The band, under the direction of Jim Sisko, has become a part of a key part of jazz education and youthful energy in the Northwest. The jazz bands received top honors at the Lionel Hampton, Reno, and Fullerton Jazz Festivals, and the school celebrated their 23rd Bellevue College uh, 23rd Bellevue College Jazz Band Festival recently. This ensemble includes uh, Austin Denton and Christian Nickel on saxophones, Matthew Chrissy and Cameron Olson at the bass and drums. Uh, we'll also hear um, uh, Aiden Ward Richter on piano and drums, piano to start the, so, uh, the show. And uh, also we'll hear from pianist uh, Yusi Liu uh, playing uh, her own tune coming up in just a minute. Now their mentor, Greg Sinibaldi, studied at the New England Conservatory and recently received his master's in jazz and improvised music at the UW, where he's currently an artist in residence. Uh, his musical palette stretches into electronic, metal, classical, and film scores. His own latest album of adventurous jazz is Ariel. Now, let's hear them together. Ladies and gents, the Bellevue College Jazz Ensemble with Greg Sinibaldi. Thank you. 
The Bellevue College Jazz All-Stars on 88.5 KNKX. I think everybody in the audience waiting. Are we going to get one more note? Nope. Hard stop right there on a dime. Uh, we're going to start our, our conversation with the band, with the band's director, Jim Sisko, who's also blown a little bit of ensemble trumpet with the crew today. Um, Jim, um, you've been at Bellevue College for how long now? Is this my seventh year now? Right on. Tell me about the program uh, as uh, you've seen it over the last seven years, specifically this uh, crew you've got now. Well, the college has been known for its big band program for years. They've had a wonderful program. We had a great director, Hal Sherman, that was there for for years, and he was a legend in the region. Um, but since I've come, we've, we've kept the big band thing happening. We get to play monthly at Tula's with guest artists all the time. But I've moved a little more focused to smaller uh, group music, some more independent playing, composition, arranging, and into more uh, improvisation. And so we're putting a lot of energy in the small group. We've hired some new faculty, Matt Jorgensen now, teaching technology and drums, and Dan Kramlich on pianos over there with our, our other faculty. So we're, we're shifting into a more independent small group setting and, and it's, it's paying dividends. We're having more fun and we're getting into the heart of the music really. Excellent. So the band sounds great. Uh, I'm going to move over to our mentor, Greg Sinibaldi, and uh, ask a little bit about his own um, education in music. Uh, you were at um, the New England Conservatory and then pursuing a master's, which you recently achieved. How do you go about uh, getting a master's in music? Uh, what is, what's the story behind that? Uh, well, I decided to do a master's because um, I was feeling a little stagnant artistically and um, just wanted to hunker down and just do music, period, and study for a while and uh, have some resources to, uh, to do that. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time in the library and I did some teaching, of course, too, but, um, but for the most part, it was mainly studying music and scores and recordings and just kind of hunkering down and, and uh, getting to work. Now, uh, being uh, with a bunch of college kids today, I wonder if that's made you flash back to your own college time. What was your uh, your progression like at uh, at uh, in your tender early twenties? Um, let's see. So I started actually at Central, where Jim and I, you know, we've known each other since we were kids. So um, I started there, and then um, went to NEC uh, after a few years at Central, and um, I was really. Um, opened up to a lot of different kinds of music um, at NEC in particular. And uh, I ended up studying a lot of composition um, and um, studying classical music, things like that, in addition to all the different jazz. And uh, it was called the Third Stream Department then, but it's now contemporary improvisation. So, um, so yeah, my mind was just, uh, my ears actually were opened to a lot of different ways of doing music, which is, uh, you know, which I was really appreciative of. And I think it was more and more my personality, too, to kind of, you know, uh, investigate and um, discover more than, right. you know, more than just kind of execute. Musical anthropology. Love it. Um, now, uh, another question about relating to college kids. Do you have any advice for them about uh, um, making that transition into a professional musician or an educator? Um, yeah, you know, I you know, I teach at the UW, and um, so we talk about this a lot. Um, I think it's important that um, students... Uh, not be afraid to be who they are. I think that's, you know, the teaching that I do is a lot of times about uh, giving uh, students permission to do what they want. And, you know, being an artist in our current society is kind of a radical act. And so, um, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do it. And, um, you know, I think taking that chance is what, what jazz is all about. And I think that's why I ended up in jazz. It's, it's kind of, um, you know, uh, a... Uh, you got to take the chance in order to, to find out who you are and be vulnerable. So, 
Let's find out uh, who some of these uh, young people are, um, in fact. And uh, who uh, wants to start and, and discuss a little bit about um, the differences between uh, the styles of jazz over a hundred years or so of recorded music? Uh, the music has come a long way uh, since 1919. Um, oh, why don't we just start with uh, Christian here? And, and uh, where are you uh, as far as your um, jazz development? Are you still digging uh, big bands or hard bop or, or modern music or apart from jazz? Um, well, I mean, I kind of started out in the big band group. That's really what got me into jazz in high school. Um, as I got older, I started wanting to be, I guess, more uh, selfish with my playing. So I started moving into the smaller groups. Um, now I'm even starting to do a little bit more with like um, electronics, like music production, using software like Ableton to help in like maybe composition. Um, I'm, I'm starting to build a pedal board, of all things. Um, <laughs> And I think right now I'm just trying to be gain as much versatility on my saxophone, and I'm starting to. The more I'm re using the electronics, the more I'm re realizing that it's all going back to the horn. Right. Um, you can you can use that stuff, but it doesn't really take away if you're it's still about the person behind it. Exactly. So really, I've just been focusing on the horn the last couple of months. Um, really trying to increase my versatility on it. Um, even getting back to the basics. That's kind of my mantra this year. Um, but yeah, the electronics are just kind of like something I do in my spare time at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, to our next saxophonist, um, uh, Austin. Let's talk a little bit about um, modern jazz and how your generation is going to change this music again. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of jazz is, is uh, adapting to the times. And here we are in 2019. Uh, Austin, what is your generation going to bring to jazz? Um... I feel like there's going to be a lot of adaptations onto, like, a lot of the standards that we've kind of grown on. Like, I think we're all trained on the same tunes when we're starting out playing. And I think, I don't know, it's coming to a point where we're, like, we've we've heard a lot of the same thing over and over. So I think what's becoming more interesting is, like, adaptations on a lot of the standards that we're used to. Got it. Um, let's go back to our drummer, Cameron, and talk a little bit about... Um uh, listening to music, um, do you find time enough to listen, or are you strictly, uh, you know, focusing on performing these days? And what are you listening to these days? Well, I actually listen to, well, obviously a lot of music. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all my time. I've been checking out mostly drummers. Oh, yeah, cool. Because there are a lot of great drummers in jazz these days. Specifically, Mark Giuliana. Oh. I really love his stuff. Nate Smith. Mm -hmm. And then... Also getting into more like of the Dilla kind of beats, mm -hmm. which has been a really interesting adventure. Yeah, it's uh, modern jazz drummers are seem to be drifting away from swing a bit. Do you see that too? Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. He says that with a big smile on his face, like, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, Matthew, what if we could talk to our bass player real quick uh, about working outside of the school system? Are you, uh, how, how does getting gigs go uh, for a 20-something uh, college kid? You know, it's tough because I'm competing with a lot of people. I've been doing this a lot longer than I have. And it really comes down to just getting out there a lot, getting to know people, you know, show them what you got and, you know, the rest falls into place from there, it seems like. 
Right on. Um, now, I'm curious about the, the scene at uh, Bellevue College. Um, let's uh, ask Aiden on the piano here. He'll be playing drums a little bit later. Um, is uh, the student body at uh, Bellevue College, are they war, uh, aware of the jazz program? Is it something that the other students say, oh, those are the cool jazz kids? Uh, how, do they, how are you seen at the college? Um, I don't think people really think of us too much. <laughs> um, I think among the the jazz um, fans, the young jazz fans in the Seattle area, the Bellevue program is known better than it is in the school itself, um, which is probably a good thing, I think. Um, it's just because of uh, Jim Sisko and leading his program. Um, it's just the big band is really great. Um, and the combo class um, is great for teaching you how to improvise. Um, and I just know a lot of people that come from different programs and go all the way to Bellevue. You know, I drive more than half an hour to get there um, just because the program is so great. Um, and other students at Bellevue might not know about that, but I think that's okay. Now we're going to put uh, UC over at the piano bench in a second here uh, to play one of her uh, compositions. Um, but quick question before we get into this next song. Uh, school doesn't last forever. Um, you can go on to become a teacher or an educator or a professional musician, or, or you can really get into all the other styles of music too. Uh, what is your next move uh, as far as jazz education or performance? Um, I'm going to move to New York and going to NYU to study a film scoring programs. And for me personally, I'm just going to focus on compose some, I wouldn't say commercial music, I would say that some music that could apply to um, some work. I like multi uh, artwork combined together. So that's what be my goal. That's great. Now, this next uh, tune we're going to hear is your composition. Can you tell us a little bit about this tune? What inspired it? So this tune is called Humble Mind, and it's inspired by Wayne, Wayne Shorter's uh, Infant Eyes. And that's a beautiful tune. The reason why I want to create this kind of music is because that tune reminds me of a pure uh, emotional sound, so I want to create that. All right, everyone, get the tissues ready. We're bringing in the emotion. The Bellevue College Jazz All-Stars, Austin Denton and Christian Nickel on tenor saxophones. We have Greg Sinibaldi, their uh, mentor on the baritone sax. Uh, Aiden Ward-Richter is behind the drum kit for this one. Matthew Chrissy at the bass. UC Liu at the piano uh, on 88.5 KNKX. Take it away, kids. Thank you. 
The Bellevue College Jazz All-Stars in the KNKX studios. UC Liu at the piano wrote that tune, Humble Mind. Uh, I think uh, Wayne Shorter and Herbie Hancock would be well pleased with that little riff on infant eyes. Uh, we had uh, Aiden Ward-Richter on uh, the drums. He played piano on the first tune, which was his own composition. Uh, Aiden, tell us a little bit about the inspiration for your song, uh, Samba for Heather. Um, well, it was uh, about a week before Mother's Day, and uh, I needed a gift, and I had just burned down her kitchen, so I needed a good one, so I wrote her a song. Um, the original title was Samba for Heather, and then in parentheses, I'm sorry about the kitchen. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Keep those musicians out of the kitchen. And for our final tune, we're going to hear a standard with uh, a unique arrangement. Uh, Jim Sisko, tell us about this arrangement. Well, I had the great pleasure of playing with uh, Ignacio Broa, Dizzy Gillespie's last drummer, uh, about a month and a half ago with SRJO. And he had this wonderful arrangement of Night Tunisia that was odd meter, 5-4, 6-4, double time, 7-8. And so we sort of adapted that tune, and, and we've been working on playing odd metered music. And I thought this would be a great way to introduce that concept to them. So this is a kind of a wild arrangement from Ignacio Broa on Dizzy Gillespie's wonderful tune, A Night in Tunisia. All right, let's have some fun with tempo in the KNKX studios with the Bellevue College Jazz All-Stars. <laughs> 